When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We are so excited uh, for our next guest. The book is called Just the Funny Part, uh, Funny Parts, A Few Hard Truths About Sneaking Into the Hollywood Boys Club. And Nell Scovell is with us, and she's a writer, producer, and director. Hi, Nell. Hi, Nell. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm, I'm good. You're good. You? Well, you know, we have to say we loved your book so much because we love TV. We love pop culture. We it, it just it was our first time really getting a peek behind the scenes. We all seen we always talk about you know the actors right. and their process, but hearing from the writer's perspective, great book. It's so fun. Tell us, oh, can you give the setup of the book for kind of because it's separated in, into different you know four parts and stuff, and tell everybody kind of how it goes. Right. So I structured the book around a joke that was told to me uh, very early in my career. And it's the four stages of a Hollywood writer's career. I'll use my name to demonstrate. Okay. okay. Stage one, who is Nell Scovell? Stage two, get me Nell Scovell. Stage three, get me a younger, cheaper Nell Scovell. <laughs> and stage four, who is Nell Scovell? Right. <laughs> it's so perfect. You, yeah. Now you could almost say that about a lot of given careers, couldn't you? Well, the book really is about every field, and it I is. think, you know, the things I went up against because of gender is, is true in any field. But the twist, by the way, at the end of Who is Nell Scovell is, you know, I was supposed to go back into obscurity, and it actually became this existential question of who am I? What do I stand for? What, what am I going to speak out about? Mm-hmm. And, and I think so. that was the part, too, that struck both Julie and I in reading it, because we both, you know, graduated from college in the, the 80s. 80s and then got into corporate America, and we were in the travel and hospitality in a very male-dominated male thing. And just uh, so, you know, the book goes between funny and serious, but it is just... It's just excellent. I can see why you've been writing for TV all yes. these years. <laughs> well, writing for TV is strangely both fun and not fun at the same time. And I compare it to being an umpalopa because from the outside, it looks like working in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory mm -hmm. would be a blast. 
But, you know, it's not all chocolate waterfalls. Like, everyone has to clean up after the nut-testing squirrels. You know, in, in, <laughs> right, you, um, you know, just to name drop, you Some were... Of the shows. The Simpsons, Monk, Murphy Brown, uh, The Muppets, New Hearts. You created Sabrina. Sabrina. The Teenage I Witch. I loved that show. Um, and and you, you talk about, you know, with other writers, when you're applying for jobs, what are the hours... You know, what were your two questions? What are the hours and what is the network input? I mean, things we would never think about before because really writers work crazy long hours. Well, I break every show down to the three P's, which are people, process, and product. And, And you hope that at least you'll enjoy the people you're working with if you're there for long hours. And you hope it's a good show because, but they aren't all good shows. Right. Yeah. You know, and when, one strange thing is you work just as hard on a bad show as you do on a good show. And we do kind of find that because in some of your uh, uh, stories, you know, you talk about some of the shows that you worked on that, you know, got didn't canceled, yep. that, didn't, that didn't make it. I'm, I'm curious about um, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You were the creator and showrunner of that show. If you could share with us a story and also how you feel about the reboot that's coming. Oh, well, I'm excited about the reboot. Okay. I think um, I was a big Buffy fan, too, mm-hmm. so I feel like if it sounds like it's going to be sort of a combination of Sabrina and Buffy. Yep. And I came in, and, and there was already the comic book of right. Sabrina. Oh, I love that um, comic book. And, you know, it had a talking cat, so that was pretty hard <laughs> to screw up. Um, and and I think the what was fun about it was you could run all those typical TGIF high school stories through the magical blender. So Sabrina needs a date to the prom. You know, how do you solve that problem in the world of magic? Well, the ants bring out the Mando, and they create a man for her, <laughs> who turned out to be Brian Austin Green, actually. Right. Right. <laughs> I love that. And Carolyn Ray was on the show with you, and um, it was She's great. Well, oh, she is so funny in her bones. Yeah. She said something funny to, to us once that it was hysterical, but I'm, I'm digressing. But you also talk about, because you were on, you created the show, you started the show, but you only did it for one season. Right. There, um, well, I tell this sad story in the book about <laughs> this writer who was on staff who died right in the middle right. of me trying to decide whether to go back or not. And I... It's true. If you see a friend taken out of a of a apartment in a body bag, you will decide to spend more time at home with the people you love. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the hours were nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I do, I did love that show. It's yeah. a great show. Yeah, and it's, you you know, I like you really. Okay, some of the people who've blurbed your books. John Oliver, Bette Midler, Jeffrey Tubin, George Lucas, that George Lucas, Samantha B, Larry Wilmore, uh, 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 Elf Brooks, Albert, Albert Brooks. Brooks. Oh, oh gosh. God, lost America. I mean, you, you do you know everyone in Hollywood now? Basically, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Um, well, yeah, I've been there a long time, mm-hmm. and and Albert Brooks has become a. Uh, 
you know, just a great friend. And I tell this funny story where I meet him because my kid comes back from the summer camp and is telling me about this hilarious kid he met. And he said, Dad is a director. His name is Alfred Brooks. <laughs> and I'm like, like Albert Brooks? And he went, yes. And I was like, get the name of that, get the phone number of that kid tomorrow. <laughs> right? It's funny. You know, um, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Nell Scoval. Scoval, just the funny parts. It's the few hard truths about sneaking into the Hollywood Boys Club. And one of the things that we, I guess, didn't know the pressure on a showrunner because you quoted um, Mitch Hurwitz, the creator of Arrested Development, who likened being a showrunner to piloting an airplane while the passengers throw rocks at your head. Is it that intense? It is. And it's crazy because you just want to shout at them, if I go down, we all go down. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my. My friend Liz Friedman described running a show as getting beaten to death with your own dream. Oh, yikes. <laughs> do you ever want to do another show? Run another yes. show? Do you have an idea? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I wrote a pilot this year. It didn't go forward, but I, yeah. Yeah, you're, well, you're always writing. I mean, your words have come out of the mouths of President Barack Obama, David Letterman, Homer Simpson, Sheryl Sandberg, and Kermit the Frog. I mean... That's like a lot of different people mm-hmm. that you've written for. Talk well, to us. A- you, Go you ahead. About the biggest star of all. Who? Miss Piggy. Oh, oh yes. yes, yes, Miss Piggy. So the greatest. Uh, now, talk to us about how uh, you came to work with Cheryl Sandberg on Lean In, and I'm wondering who's giving her PR, PR advice right now because I'm telling you, Facebook is blowing it with their uh, what, what's going on. My gosh, their silence is terrible. Oh, I think, uh, Uh, I I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Um, But, so I, in 2009, I write this piece for Vanity Fair about sexual harassment and favoritism at the Letterman show. Mm -hmm. And I have been only the second woman to write on that show. And so I write this piece after Dave goes on the air and admits that he's had sex with women he works with. About a year later, in 2010, Sheryl Sandberg gives this TED Talk called Why We Have So Few Women Leaders, and it's amazing, and we have a mutual friend who I've reconnected with on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yes. And he writes me one day and said, have you seen Sheryl's TED Talk? Have you? And I said, seen it? I memorized it. Because I just, it really was eye-opening to me. Yeah, it was. It really was. So he put us together. She was working on a speech for Annapolis, the Naval Academy. And she had her whole outline. But, you know, she's running Facebook. She has two little kids. So she sent it to me to, you know, expand. And um, in the book, I screen snapped the, the snippet that says, tell women to lean in. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time she used uh, that phrase. I love oh, it isn't now. isn't that cool? That's amazing. Yeah, it is. And because that has become, like, you know, that's and been we, a, it's a phrase that now, like, sort of uh, people just use all the time. Right. And we always attribute it to her. But damn it, we should be saying it's Nels Scovelli. No, it is. No, no, no. It was <laughs> I her know. phrase. It was and, her and, phrase. Okay. You just no, picked also, up on it. Someone came to me recently and said, what did we say before Lean In? Yeah. I said, well, before Lean In, we were embarrassed about being ambitious and asking for more. 
That's true. That is so true. Yeah. Um, did you work with Graydon Carter at Spy Magazine? Because you were um, the first staff writer hired at Spy Magazine. I'm just curious. I did. Yeah, yeah. both Graydon and Kurt Anderson. And in fact, I tell the story. Um, I They paid me so little at Spy that I babysat for Graydon's kids. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. (laughs) Talk about a gig economy. That's funny. And and I just think there's such a poignant point, and we're just talking about you brought up sexual favoritism and and about how David Letterman and all the late-night shows would only hire men writers. Um, And then you're just... I I, mean, has it gotten any better? I know we follow you on Twitter, and you start, you know, (laughs) tell a woman she's funny, but, I mean, there is that thing... Like, I think you write it in the book where Gary Shandling, you know, is like kind of amazed that, and says to you, you write like a guy. Like, what does that even mean? Oh, well, I you know, think it but, means you write hard jokes. Okay. I think that back then the idea was guys write jokes that make you laugh out loud and mm-hmm. women write jokes that make you go, hmm. Okay. And, uh, of course, that's not true. Yeah. And I believe what Kurt Vonnegut boiled down to seven words, which is, some people are funny. Some are not. Yes. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> That's a good. Oh, it is such a treat meeting you. Nell, is, uh, are people loving the book? I mean, are you still out on a book tour? Or are you just sticking home to Hollywood and just uh, doing your writing? No, and No, I'm in New York right now. You are? Right? I'm doing an event with my old pal, Jeff Tubin. And back in the day in college, Jeff was sports editor of the paper, and I was associate sports editor. So we're going to talk about um, how everything I learned, I learned from sports writing. Yeah, and both of you are such ex- excellent writers because we've read his books, too. Yes, we have. He's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it is wonderful to me. What's the last great book that you read? Oh, Ready Player One. Okay. Oh. oh, the one that just made it to a movie. Yeah. Yeah, but the books, read the book. I thought, now I don't want to see the movie. I just want to read the book again. Okay. okay. All right. That's oh, good. good now, wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. Uh, that's Nell Scavell. The book is just the funny parts. If you want to see how the sausage is made in pop culture mm-hmm. TV, it's just, it's very inside We've never juicy. Heard from that side of it before. I no, really we have not. enjoyed this book and I read it, people. I know. Julia, word. Word. We've got two copies to give away. Give us a buzz at 651 641 1071.